0: You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. RTHK Radio 3. All right, we're back on Back Chat on RTHK Radio 3. I'm Andrew Work, and now it is uh, time for All Eyes on the United States of America with Barry Wood, (laughs) RTHK's international economics correspondent. Good morning, Barry. Good morning to you, Andrew. All right, uh, what's what's going on in the U.S. of A? It's a busy time over there. I think, I think maybe start with politics. Um, the Economist, uh, you know, end of the year, put out their The World in 2024 edition, and uh, they put a silhouette of Donald Trump on the cover. First step for, you know, predicting that he's gonna make a comeback, uh, possibly as the next president of the United States. But the first step is the Republican primary, and you've got a debate going on tonight
1: yes in fact it starts at eight o'clock which is you know nine o'clock your time so it's coming up but of course donald trump is not there this is the republican debate and there will be the four candidates of which the only ones that seem to count at the moment are uh, the former governor of south carolina nikki haley and the governor of florida ron DeSantis. so we shall
0: see they'll debate for two hours i i mean New Hampshire's coming up. I understand Chris Christie's uh, quite popular in New Hampshire, but maybe has been losing ground to Nikki Haley. I mean, he needs a win there, doesn't he, to, to have any hope?
1: Well, he does. You're right. Look, the problem is that traditionally, these two early primaries one is a caucus in Iowa and New Hampshire you get results that don't necessarily, in fact, often do not reflect who will be the eventual nominee for example go back to 2020 donald trump was the republican front runner and no one challenged him in 2020. Mm-hmm. so donald trump ran away with the iowa caucuses and he ran away 91 percent of the votes in new hampshire because he had no challenger but on the democratic side in yeah. 2020 it was pete Buttigieg. who's now the transportation secretary. He won in Iowa Mm. and in New Hampshire in 2020, Mm. Bernie Sanders. So Joe Biden was way down in the pecking order. So maybe these are important, but look, the challenge for the Republicans is that they have to stop this momentum of Donald Trump. And that's, I think, what you were alluding to
0: at the top. I I don't know if it's so much momentum. It's just a monolith, like a mountain just sitting there, you know, that nobody can climb. (laughs) Um, I mean. Uh, is this all just kind of like uh, keeping keeping the seats warm just in case Donald Trump has to go to jail? I mean, because otherwise he's just, he's just going to blow them all out of the water.
1: Well, maybe, maybe not. I think uh, there's a lot of momentum for Nikki Haley. Mm. A lot of the big Republican donors have shifted their support to Haley. And there's a lot of resistance within the Republican Party to supporting a person, Donald Trump, who may be in jail, or certainly under indictment. He's under four indictments now. So I think that it would be a little misleading to say that Donald Trump has got this sewn up. He mm. does not. But that's why this debate that's going on tonight here in, in Alabama, actually, is, is really quite important. And the momentum is with Haley as the challenger. You know, mm. Donald Trump's still 40 points ahead sometimes 60 points in the surveys Mm. but this has to do with Ron DeSantis who doesn't come across well uh, Mm. with the public in debates or on the campaign trail and if Ron DeSantis doesn't do well in Iowa which is January 15th it's coming 40 days he could be uh, dropped down in the pecking order
0: okay and and given that Donald Trump is to put it politely up Policy light in terms of substantive policy is—is is this are these debates serving as a forum for where Republican Party policy could go, especially on things like economics?
1: Yes, but economics doesn't get as much attention as uh, the, the the southern border. Uh, They say, and I suppose there's evidence to back this up, that the southern border is essentially open to anyone who wants to walk across from Mexico. And that's a number one issue. Of course, there's support for Israel, the war in Ukraine. They don't seem to talk a lot about economic policy except to say that they don't like Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. And uh, as to Donald Trump, there's been a very – this is the fourth Republican debate. There's been a shift gradual to criticizing Trump. So now, I think more and more, the candidates, the four on the stage tonight, are likely to criticize Donald Trump quite a bit.
0: Hmm. Okay, so, uh, I mean, one venue where there was some serious policy talk going on in the U.S. Uh, yesterday was uh, the Wall Street bosses uh, rolling up to Senate to speak to their, their, the, the committee that's responsible for oversight. And they're not happy with uh, new regulations coming at them from a variety of American administrative uh, bodies, uh, including the FDIC. Uh, I mean, is there apparently, you know, they were pushing back on the new regulations come, apparently the People in the Senate were were fairly receptive to that message. Uh, is there a chance that these regulations might be softened or you know? Rolled yes, back I think they bit? will be softened.
1: Look, it's always fun to observe the six biggest banks and their CEOs uh, appearing in a an, at a table, all lined up and taking questions from the Senate Banking Committee. It's a rule that they have to do this once a year since the financial crisis. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, they oppose this uh, tightening of the banking regulations, which would boost the reserve requirements by twenty percent but I thought the thing that really got my attention was Jamie Diamond the most respected of the, of the bankers because he's the head of the most powerful one which is JP Morgan Chase he shifted the conversation to Bitcoin and I know said so Carolyn was just talking about Bitcoin uh, previous to our conversation and Jamie Diamond and the other bankers but here's the diamond quote if I were in government I'd close it down I'd ban it And then he went on to say that uh, the only true people who enjoy Bitcoin are criminals, drug traffickers, money launderers, and people avoiding taxation. That's pretty strong. So, you know, we we don't have any momentum to allow Bitcoin, it's not regulated, I shouldn't say allow it, it is allowed, Mm -hmm. but to regulate it. A lot of Bitcoin people want to be regulated. But here's Jamie Dimon and the principal U.S. banker saying, stop it. And don't forget Charlie Munger, who died last week in mm-hmm. 99, mm-hmm. he called crypto rat poison.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, what's, it's what, all controversial, Andrew. It is, and I mean, what's it not the cycle first they mock you, you know, then they attack you, and then finally they give in. I mean, and, and even Jamie Dimon a couple of years ago, he was like, "Oh, this is all nonsense. Don't bother with it. These guys are jokers." And now, now he's attacking them. Um, one of the other things yeah. they were calling for was for uh, cryptocurrency companies to have the same kinds of, basically, a replication of the banking rules put onto their industry. Is it, is it really they want to shut them down, or they just want to see? they don't want crypto to get ahead of them and and maybe you know
1: well there are divisions on this i think in the congress there's certainly no uh, consensus and by the way there are many republicans and democrats who want to allow crypto to be regulated and in fact want it to be in the united states lest it be domiciled offshore so this will play out in the course of 2024 because there is no consensus in united states policy
0: Hmm. Okay, and I know. I mean, to, I mean, if people are saying that they're not regulated, I mean, I know that uh, uh, Cz from Binance is apparently uh, going to be doing some jail time over uh, lax uh, regulatory oversight within within Binance. My my fellow alumni, but doesn't seem to have scared anybody off. I mean, nobody took their money out of Binance. They didn't think it was a problem.
1: Well, that may be the case, Andrew, but don't forget. Uh, the, the latest here with uh, the, the chairman of Binance having to do prison time in Seattle, Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one knows where Byte Dance is head, headquartered, where yeah. it's domiciled. You know, it's got a Canadian connection. It's got a Dubai connection or was somewhere in the Emirates. Yeah, And, of course, it's been in Asia. So this is complicated.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is for sure. Um, I know you've been doing some research into Starbucks. Maybe we can talk about that next week when you give us a view from America. But we're done for today on Money Talk. Thank you once again. Barry Wood, RTHK's International Economics Correspondents.